to the editor of the pall mall gazette fifth of november eighteen eighty six from the bibliography of oscar wilde by stuart mason this librivox recording is in the public domain pall mall gazette volume fourteen number six thousand seven hundred and fifty three november sixth eighteen eighty six page six mr swinburne and the quarterly review not reprinted it has not been possible definitely to establish that this letter is by wilde but there seems to be every probability that it is wilde contributed to the pall mall gazette under the pseudonym of oxoniensis half hours with the worst authors on january fifteenth eighteen eighty six the article in the quarterly review for october eighteen eighty six volume one hundred and sixty three number three hundred and twenty six pages two hundred and eighty nine to three hundred and twenty nine was attributed to the late john churton collins who in eighteen ninety four became professor of english literature at birmingham university it was entitled literature at our universities and attacked from shakespeare to pope an inquiry into the causes and phenomena of the rise of classical poetry in england by edmund goss clerk lecturer on english literature at the university of cambridge mr goss replied in the athenaeum october thirtieth pages five hundred and thirty four to five hundred and thirty five and the quarterly reviewer in the following issue pages five hundred and seventy to five hundred and seventy one mr swinburne and the quarterly review to the editor of the pall mall gazette sir will you allow me to make one or two observations on the few statements of fact which it is here and there possible to discern through the storm of expletives and superlatives that bursts from mr swinburne's pen in tonight's athenaeum the object of his letter is to discredit the quarterly reviewer whose article on english literature has attracted so much attention this is how he does it one he asserts that in the said article sophocles figures as the author of the agamemnon and the persae mr swinburne invites his readers to consult the passage referred to i have done so and this is what i find the reviewer suggests that it would be profitable to compare the tragedies of shakespeare with the tragedies of the attic stage in illustration of this general statement he says first that it would be well to compare them with sophocles and secondly some dozen lines lower down that it would be well to compare macbeth with the agamemnon and henry v with the persae this is what mr swinburne calls sophocles figuring as the author of the agamemnon and the persae why is he not consistent lower down still the reviewer still in support of his main contention the necessity namely of comparing english literature with greek and roman cites the ethics why does not mr swinburne go the whole hog while he is about it and say in that pleasant manner of his that the reviewer has made an indecent exposure 
by talking of sophocles as the author of the ethics it is only fair however to mr swinburne to add that further on he confesses that he does not believe in the charge may one then ask why he made it two secondly mr swinburne discovers in the quarterly reviewer's article three very small grammatical inaccuracies the importance which mr swinburne attaches to them requires a word of explanation the reviewer it will be remembered incidentally characterized mr swinburne's prose style as intolerably involved florid and diffuse and to do that a man must claim it seems to mr swinburne to be no mean and no common authority therein mr swinburne is surely mistaken but i will take the matter at his own valuation his weapon is at best somewhat of the boomerang order as the following parallel passages will perhaps show quarterly reviewer it is as easy to invest a worthless book with those superficial attractions which catch the eye of the crowd as it is a meritorious one page two hundred ninety three elliptical understand as it is to invest a meritorious one it would be difficult to mention a single theory on the principles of composition a single important critical canon which are not to be traced originally to the ancient critics page three hundred and twenty plural verb with singular substantives error it would be seen with what exactness each of these students of human nature has arrived independently at the same truths and corroborate each other page three hundred and twenty three a somewhat bold constructio ad sensum understand and how they corroborate each other mr swinburne even in charlotte bronte's highest work i find no touches of such exquisite strength and triumphant simplicity as here study on charlotte bronte page seventy one elliptical understand as i find here her love of death for earth's sake her tender loyalty and passionate reverence for the all-mother bring to mind the words of her sister's friend idem seventy five plural verb with singular substantives error were there but one grain of external evidence though light as that which now inclines the scale of probabilities in favour of chapman i should not hesitate in assigning to it the workmanship of this poem also essay on chapman page thirty six an excessively bold constructio ad sensum it refers not to one grain which would make nonsense but to a substantive in some preceding sentence look for it till you find it the above-mentioned lapses do not seem to me very important but mr swinburne insists that the man who makes them must be off to dotheboys hall i do not envy mr squeers his new pupil three the quarterly reviewer says that a large portion of what is valuable in our poetry 
is as historically unintelligible apart from the greek and roman classics as the epic and lyric poetry of rome would be apart from the epic and lyric poetry of greece this statement mr swinburne dismisses as a crowning absurdity a culminating offence etc 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 to contradict which would be a preposterous act of condescension on such terms rational discussion is not it must be confessed very easy unless indeed mr swinburne will so far condescend as to explain how apart from the ancient greeks it is possible to make historically intelligible such works as the samson agonistes or his own atalanta and erechtheus four fourthly mr swinburne like all of mr goss's friends confesses that he has not read through the book in question five but lastly what he does know is that the quarterly review which now attacks the said book formerly attacked keats that sir is the sum and substance the storm wind alone excluded of all that mr swinburne is able to scour together against the quarterly article that he was anxious to find as much as possible is proved by the strength of his language that he has succeeded in finding so little is conclusive evidence of the weakness of his case nor does the veiled compliment to the quarterly reviewer stop there not only has mr swinburne so very little to say against him but much even of what he does say is not original i subjoin side by side some of mr swinburne's remarks and some of an earlier contributors to the discussion mr buchanan october twentieth palmal gazette october twenty first page six when the leader of the attack is the poor purblind pedagogic quarterly reviewer who has about as much critical insight as mr wackford squeers and has from time immemorial conducted the Doughboys hall of albemarle street on principles of corporal punishment and intellectual starvation my sympathy turns as now to amused indignation i have not even read the article in question whatever may be the judgment of the quarterly review it comes from a quarter which has always hated and reviled true literature from persons who have slavered the hands and licked the feet of bogus authors recruited from the coroneted classes from men who have never to my knowledge said a kind or a liberal word since the day when they tried to kill john keats until the day when they threw mud at the fair fame of alfred tennyson mr swinburne november first athenaeum november sixth page six hundred no less must have been the astonishment of all men with any tinge of culture or any knowledge of letters to see any serious attention accorded by any literary student to an article on any question of literature which might arise from the office of the quarterly review another instance of grammar which may serve to illustrate this critic's reference to the average scholarship at dotheboys hall 
i never heard of it till now in particular criticisms if not in general propositions the fatuity of his precursors was often unsurpassable a generation later while commending the poetical promise of mr monckton milnes they foretold for him a day when he would look back from his seat on parnassus with equal amusement and regret upon the foolish young days in which he had burned incense before such baby idols as mr john keats and mr alfred tennyson truly the thunders of the quarterly review would seem to be like adversity they make strange bedfellows mr swinburne as we all know has at other times paid mr buchanan the compliment of immoderate abuse but never before i imagine has he rendered in that quarter the last flattery of all the flattery of imitation i am sir your obedient servant oxoniensis november fifth end of section